Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg Podcast, episode five oh eight. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, Charlie here with you. We are talking worst finals outcomes for the Bucks. We'll explain what we mean by that. We'll also go through the measuring stick weekend for the Milwaukee Brewers against the Tampa Bay Rays. And then lastly, a lot of Packer coaches said a lot of things this week. Which one stood out the most? We'll run through all of them and talk probably about one or two that really, you know, stick with us. And that'll be today's show. Um, we'll, maybe a little coaching carousel, too, before we uh, move on to the Brewers. But, yeah, good time. Follow Mitch on social, Mitch Ross MKE on Twitter and Instagram. Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports on Instagram, as well as TikTok. Mitch, what's up? Happy Friday. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, happy Friday. Haven't uh, I haven't spoken to you? I think since last time we we potted. I mean, obviously, there's been some some text messages and, and yeah, stuff in the, in the group chat, but uh, it's been a been a quiet couple of weeks for myself. It's been kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, bro. It's been it's been interesting. Like this is definitely like this is growing up. Like I knew like. We were go- we had like a torrent streak of going out. Like it was like every Saturday night seemed like there was something to do. You know, me, you, uh, friend of the pod, Murph, friend of the pod, Twigs. Like, and we just were kind of getting after it. And then I, I had told my wife, I was like, at some point, this is going to slow down because people get busy. And sure enough, it has. And yeah, here we are. And yeah. and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's life. And you know, we're we're all in our mid thirties. We probably don't need need to be hooting and hollering with the owls um but yeah it's uh it's good it's good time man and uh yeah it's it's it'll be nice to see you soon and i'm sure we will but yeah it's at least we got this pod thing yeah right exactly so can get our get our frustrations and our uh and we can always you know touch base with this so yeah for it's sure fun, and, fun to do so and and the and part of it too is you're just you know you're slapping that base like every every weekend so and you guys have another show tonight right Yes, we do. X-ray arcade and cut ahead. Right. So check out the boy. We'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll do the damn thing. Yeah, we do. Played last weekend. We play tonight. We play uh, the week after Memorial Day. I think on a, on Thursday, the Thursday okay. after Memorial Day, and then Locust Street Day is coming up as well on June 11th. I think it is the Sunday. Um. For the first time, I, I don't even know if it's I don't think it's happening since the pandemic. Yeah, so. I can't think Locust Street was really that keen on doing things that put people at risk. Uh, for a couple, Well, a couple but of it years. got canceled last year because I, evidently, oh, I don't remember why. That's but it right. Was, it no, was, you're uh, right. I remember some this. sort of it was it was not necessarily COVID related. And um, in 2022, it was I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I would have to look it up, but. I don't know if yeah. it was staffing or right. I don't even know if they, you know what that type of shit, but you know it wasn't necessarily COVID related. But I, yeah, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one were, I'm sure. Yeah, so. no, no doubt about it. But yeah, no, check out Garden Home. Uh, if if you're you know if you haven't heard them, they're on Spotify. You can listen to their music, and if you vibe with it, great. And if maybe it's not your thing, but you know you support Mitch, like that's 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 all that's all we need, right? Like and yeah. so. But sorry, yeah. uh, LeBron just. Just smoked a uh, breakaway dunk. Oh just, yeah, just dropped yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he was ready for a, a windmill and just what? Oh ball, my god! Ball went out. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's 
good. Vibes are high. Uh, I had a bad grilling experience myself right before the pod. So maybe on a, on a little bit of edge, but you know, it happens. You, you're going to, we're going to have to study the tape. We're going to have to figure out what we did wrong and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully learn from our mistakes. Yeah. That's all you can do. Grilling, grilling and cooking in general. Yeah. Um, is it's an art form and oh yeah, you know, well, anybody I, can, anybody can throw a pop tart in the toaster. Well, but when you, uh, when you, when you start talking about grilling and temperatures and oh yeah, you know, this, that, and the other thing, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy unless you do it all the time. You know, you're a cook for a living or something, then you, you have knowledge and you do it all the fucking time. Then it's, then it's easy. But those of us idiots that try to try to do, you know, cook themselves decent meals once in a while. It's, uh, it's not easy. No. And look, I, it's kind of like a Bryce Terang situation where like I started hot on the grill this summer. Like I was rolling and I was in a really good spot. Now I've, I've hit a little bit of a rough patch. They've got a book on me. So, you know, now yeah. I have to. And the only, the only way you get on base is a, is an infield single every time. Yeah. 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 The occasional or like the pre-cooked, uh, not, nah, they weren't even pre-cooked, but like the pre-assembled kebabs that Whole Foods put together. Like I can still grill that, but. Yeah, getting back to business uh, wasn't great. That's okay, though. Um, and also, you know, to keep with the pessimism, you know, move on to the looming NBA Finals. We're still two weeks away from the Finals being a thing. Uh, we don't know who's going to be playing. Uh, you have Miami Heat with a one-game lead over the Boston Celtics. The Nuggets have a one-game lead over the Lakers, but the Lakers are leading in the second quarter against that Nuggets team. And so it's way up in the air. It's too early to tell. I don't think anything is going to be a dog walk. I think both of these series probably are going to go six or seven, but there are ramifications against the Milwaukee Bucks because the Bucks have one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he will be put under a microscope compared to what happens in these finals. We see this happen with Aaron Rodgers. Um, this is, it's not something that is, you know, solo to basketball. It just happens with great players. They always get compared to whatever that outcome is at, at the final stage with ignoring the time old thing that I tell everybody winning championships is hard. Now, granted, there's no excuse for what happened with the Bucks this year, but there, there are a lot of scenarios and I'll kick it off. Anthony Davis getting this sort of Reemergence, right? He kind of got his flowers during the bubble. Everyone's like, well, it's the bubble. It doesn't really count. Davis had a couple weird years, but if Davis sort of comes on strong and has is, you know, holds Jokic down and it all of a sudden the Anthony Davis hype train gets out of control. And that, I don't know about you, Mitch, but Anthony Davis is probably the one that annoys me the most in terms of the guys they put up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. I mean, it's those guys have always been kind of compared and for sure like probably pre-pandemic i mean i think it was real hot and heavy back then mm -hmm. you know when ad was on new orleans and then when he came to first came to the lakers that was all but then you know ad goes and gets his championship and i feel like kind of went in the tank for a while and then Giannis got his and i feel like ever since then it's pretty much been you know ad is barely considered a top 10 player um, and just because of the weird seasons he's had and injuries and the dudes constantly got little ticky tack stuff 
And, um, but now, yes, Giannis's sort of rank in, in the hierarchy of the NBA is, I don't know. Um, question. I think it's a, well, I was going to say like distressed or like, yeah, sure. It's, it's a distressed distress, a little. Yeah. It's, it's a distressed it, asset. It, no question. Now about it. All you're hearing is Jokic is the best player and yep. it's like, well, okay, that's, you know, that's convenient for sure. Um, <laughs> with how good they've looked, I will, I will give him credit and he is, he is a maestro for sure. But, um, yeah, it, it that's certainly a frustrating thing and especially the Lakers being such a big brand too and you know you know the league wants them to get to the finals right and how many I mean real quick on the I let's yeah we'll stay on the Lakers I have a Nuggets question for you but like in the Lakers yeah I mean that's going to that's going to play into it that's going to all factor in is yeah the that Anthony Davis love will grow and grow and we'll just memory hole all the stuff that's happened and just the you know, weird games here and there, it doesn't matter. You know, all that matters is you win and then you get honored. And yeah, he has a weird little fan base there. And I think there will be a LeBron angle that, you know, LeBron's still the best, still the best. And it's like, what LeBron's doing with plantar fasciitis is incredible, honestly. But I, I just think LeBron's in a whole other stratosphere. It's like, he's in that Tiger Woods category, right? Now, no Tiger's hurt right now with plantar fasciitis, with a foot injury too, uh, coincidentally. But like, it's like, yeah, it, you know, the God, Giannis should be judged against the Davis, the Jokic's, the Durant's of the world. LeBron's in his whole other stratosphere at this point of his career. So I don't actually know if there's any bad headlines for that. I think it's just the LeBron people get to, you know, continue to build their case that he's, you know, the best that ever played. And you, we'll do the LeBron Jordan thing all over again. The other Laker thing, which I talked about a little bit on my podcast Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday about Darvin Ham. I think the Darvin Ham stuff would really start to pick up some steam, especially after Bobby Portis's comments that, you know, people discredited Darvin Ham not being there and kind of give it, gave a tell a little bit about maybe some of the stuff going on with the Bucks this season. Yeah. I, I think I did see that too. Um, obviously been a weird, uh, couple of weeks on social media for 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 Bobby um, oh yeah yeah he's whole... getting tagged in trades and everything else like he sees it like he's not yeah. oh god yeah he's yeah, not he's, immune to it so he's he's hashtag online for sure and um most of them are oh but, yeah but um unfollowing Giannis and all that and you know yeah re- responding to some trades and and trade rumors or trade machine screenshots and shit like that. I mean, that's weird. And then Giannis too, like the social media stuff lately has been, I don't know, like I'm not worried about anything with him, but it's just fucking dumb because, you know, he'll react to, he'll get a rise out of people, you know, like he did. I don't know. must've been overnight last night about, or on, on Wednesday night about, I'll come to the Warriors and he does this like, Ooh, thing or whatever. Yeah. Where that's, there's like, there's nothing to it. Right. But all the 16 year olds that are on his Instagram live are going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. And... The TikTok, the TikTok uh, photoshops, everything yeah. else. Like, it'll just, that, that'll all sort of be there. I, I wonder, you know, did Mike Boonholzer maybe have a little bit more of a stranglehold on social media, kind of Belichickian, where it was like, hey guys, like, don't, 
don't post things. Keep keep your you know kind of keep your no, nose above it a little bit. Like I, I do wonder if maybe they strike me as that that type of guy. Yeah, and I also think that that Giannis and I'm just asking Giannis, questions. I'm not. Giannis, I'm does, not Giannis is on is on vacation mode right now. Oh yeah. So I think it's I think it's pretty typical of him to be a little more active around you know once the, the couple weeks after they're eliminated. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feels like maybe he took a little longer to to sort of um, digest what happened, and now yeah. he's. Now he's kind of back out there and also weirdly been on this like social media kind of campaign with, uh, with the whole tired of the disrespect post and just been a little more active there. Uh, also announced they're having another child, which was another, you know, so it's been, it's been a big, uh, you know, big that's, couple of weeks in the that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not maybe saying that Bud had a moratorium, but I don't know. It seems like, Something has kind of changed a little bit, and yeah, maybe it's just he's on vacation mode. I'm not worried about anything, to your point, but yeah, it's it's interesting to say the least. Uh, with the Nuggets side of it, I, I think all of us are rooting for the Nuggets. I've thought about what the whistle would be like if the Bucks played the Lakers, and I think I I might have died. Like I think it might have killed me uh, because it's it's bad for the Nuggets. I can't imagine what it would be like for for the box, but with the nuggets, it's really just Jokic and what you said, like now everybody thinks Jokic is the best player in the league. And what it really comes down to is a bunch of people are just so fucking casual with their NBA viewing and haven't spent the time and watched the nuggets a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I, my annoyance with the nuggets was more that I just felt like nerds were coming themselves and not giving Giannis and Embiid credit for what they were doing in the regular season. And Jokic, was just an efficiency merchant. He didn't really care, you know, oh, I, I get a triple double. I like, he just, he didn't, it was like, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it, Jokic is the way that Mike Malone does the on off switch, he's a, he's, whatever. He's a, he's a god in the, yeah. like, in the, in the analytical or like the, you right. know, right. The, he, the blog he, boy, the blog boy, nerdy yeah. numbers guys. Yeah. He's broken exactly. those models. He's broken those models. Like those models need to be reconfigured for Jokic. Nick Wright did an awesome thing on like because his career would match like some of the best ever like better than jordan better than larry bird like it's crazy and that's where it's like all right we probably have to fix our models we can't just be like this guy's an anomaly it's like no he's really good he's amazing to watch but i I think the whole idea of like Jokic is the best player it really comes down to no one's really watching denver lisa salters who's the freaking uh, sideline reporter was on Rich Eisen show today and was like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of slept on Jokic. I didn't realize he was this good. Like, oh my God, like, don't <laughs> admit that. You are literally the top sideline reporter. How the fuck did you guys not get to Denver at least once this year? And if you think about it, like it's very similar. It's very, you know, to what the Bucks went through in 2021 where, yeah, a couple ABC games here or there, throw you a bone, but it was not to the level where it is now after the Bucks have won a championship and the brand of Giannis has grown. And I, I kind of expect if the Nuggets do win, like Jokic's brand, Jokic's sort of, oh my God, this guy's like, he loves horses and he loves drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's an everyday guy. I mean, my dad, I don't know, have I shared this? I think I shared the story with you. He texted me 
he was in Italy. Um, Italy, just so hot in the fucking streets right now, uh, as an aside. And he was like, yeah, one morning your mom was gone and they had NBA TV on. And I watched like most of the Suns Nuggets, like game two. He's like, if you had played 15 years young- later, we they would have called you Little Nicky, uh, making that I looked like Jokic, uh, which tough. <laughs> it, it's tough. I'm not going to lie, but it's true. It's accurate. I, I told him, I'm like, not that skilled. I have to be taller. If I was taller and more skilled, you you wouldn't have paid for college. Like it, it would have been it would have been done. But yeah. you know, like just a just just a playmaker from the elbow. Yeah, exactly. Just making yeah, it right. rain. Little baby hooks. Like you know, I'd have my number retired already at Tosa West. Like it'd be great. But anyways, wow. not life would what life would have been right. No, but but like to the to bring it back like that my dad is he doesn't watch the nba at all um and he says that and he was impressed with jokic obviously and and i think that's how a lot of people are there's a lot of lebron fans who are watching jokic for the first time and so now they have all these jokic takes and it's kind of similar to whenever you know someone really got into watching giannis and maybe that was 2019 maybe that was 2020 maybe it was not till 2021 but you know, I, I feel like it's the exact same sort of arc and you're seeing that. And I think, unfortunately, Giannis is going to suffer from that because he's out of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and you're right. Jokic is, you know, the, the casuals have, have been enlightened and, you know, because I, I don't know, maybe a lot of people never thought they'd get to this point and, you know, got out to a big, big lead in game one and almost lost. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you're right. If 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 Jokic does get there, I mean, it's it's really gonna. Oh yeah, you know, going into next season, Jokic is is gonna be the narrative is that he's the best player. And yeah, you know, well, that's fine. And, and look, Giannis, I thought had a really good quote was that December where he's like, Steph Curry's the best player in the league because he won the title. Like whoever wins the title is the best player. And I I kind of agree with that in a in a vacuum. Like there is obviously some nuance, but you do have the title belt. Like you, you have that adds to your quote unquote legacy. And we talk about legacies way too much in all sports. It's, it's very easy. It's boilerplate. I will say as we move to the East, I'm very thankful that these Sixers are not involved because had the Sixers been involved and there was a potential of Jokic versus Embiid and Giannis is left there in the corner, like that would have really hurt. Because I do think there, I always wondered, like, what is the, there's a little bit of a bird. I always felt like the bird magic thing would have, in the, this version of the NBA would be Giannis versus Luca, you know, black guy, white guy, the whole thing, like, and the international angle and all that. And now I think it's Giannis Jokic and we'll, and we'll see if we'll get it. And I, I think the league has way too much parity to think that you're going to, you're going to get that multiple times in their career. Yeah. But I, I think, for the fans, it'd be great to get it once, but we've we've tried this before. We never got Giannis LeBron. We never got LeBron Kobe. Um, you know, there are we never got uh there's is there another one that I'm forgetting that we didn't get? But like there well, I was multiple. just gonna say that I mean there, there's there's all kinds of matches. I mean yeah, I would have loved I would have I don't know if we'll ever get it, but I would love to see the Bucks and the Warriors. Yeah, because well that's a great point. I mean, Curry, I Curry, think, I think we'd probably destroy them. Well, right. Um, and like Stephen A was going nuts about it when Kenny Smith was peddling his book last week. And Kenny Smith's like, yeah, we would have beat that Jordan team in 95. And he's absolutely right. Like they had no size before Rodman got there. 
Like that was their flaw. Like Horace Grant left that team and Hakeem would have had just an unbelievable series and Jordan would not have won a title. That's it's one of those sneaky sort of people forget or people just want to ignore, but they had absolutely no size before Rodman got there. Uh, and then obviously Luke Longley too. But that's another one we, we never got. We never got the Jordan versus Hakeem matchup and never got to get Bulls Rockets, which you know kind of the two teams who won in the 90s. Which clearly, yeah, right, exactly. The two teams, clearly Houston was <laughs> just needed MJ to, to go away for two years uh, on, a, on a gambling suspension. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for them to, yeah, that would have been, that would have been crazy. I think um, from the East, it, for me, I just think of the Jimmy Butler thing being where it is right now and would only get, get higher. Just, just the fact that he took out Giannis and I think people have kind of moved on from that specifically at this point, but mm-hmm. just kind of how like Jimmy Butler is, is, is bullet, is bulletproof um, for lack yeah. of a better term. He's, he's got, you know, he is, he is the model basketball player right now. He's very, com- you know, a very competitive guy. He's a dickhead. He's hard to work with, but you know, all of a sudden when they're winning, you know, it's great, right? It's, it's uh remember what Jordan did when, you know, with those Bulls teams, he was right. He was hard to work with, and but he got the most out of his teammates, which is like pretty much what Butler is doing mm-hmm. right now. Um, but it's like this dude doesn't even have a ring yet, and you know he gets <laughs> he gets protected. You know, in the playoffs, he can do no wrong. And to his credit, you know, he's been really good. And um, I don't really. I don't know how much it directly affects Giannis because I don't think Jimmy Butler would really ever be considered a top 10, you know, player in the league or top five, but yeah, when the playoffs happens, you know, he rises up and and Giannis does have a title already. So I think that absolves him of some things, you know, in Mm -hmm. terms of the narrative that, you know, he can't win because he's done it and thank goodness. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling, but I just no, no, the, Jimmy, okay. the Jimmy it's, Butler it's, love it's, is Jimmy, yeah, is a little Jimmy, annoying. Yeah, it's and they've beaten the Bucks, and they've beaten the Bucks like three out of four years, right? And Jim, or whatever Jimmy, it is. Jimmy's a killer, man, and Jimmy has proven it time and again. And he is an elite shit talker, and he backs it up. And there's never really this moment of, oh my god, Jimmy Butler, you know, too big for his britches. And every time that you expect the heat to go away or the heat to lay down. They just don't like nope. even, even in the game uh, they lost in game two against the Knicks where Butler didn't play that heat team was right in that fucking game. Yeah. And everyone was like, wow, that is a massive warning sign. They're a nine point favorite tomorrow night. Uh, the Celtics are, I wouldn't feel good really? about that. Yeah. Holy Which is shit. like, well, it's, I mean, it's, are you going to take the cheese or not? Are you going to take the cheese or not? The cheese is there. That is a trap. Like that is being set out there for the public gambler to be like, well, I'll just take the heat. I'm going to make a ton of money. And then Boston wins by 20, which could happen. Um, I'd have it could, to That's back. true. It's a, it's a bounce back situation. Right. Uh, and we saw, we, it, we, it's kind of vaguely, there's a little bit of bucks, bucks heat comparisons right now with that series with Jalen Brown's comments after the game was like, we played it like a regular season game. I was like, oh, where the fuck have I heard that before? Where have I heard yeah. that? Um, and <laughs> it's like, 
Max, Sturz, I mean, like Vincent, Kyle Lowry hitting shots. Holy shit. Well, Where's yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to say is watching Celtics fans on Twitter uh, after the game and today, you know, about just pointing out how well they shot and as if that's going somewhere. Let me tell yeah. you, buddy, it's not. Yeah. It's that's not I mean, going to happen again. This isn't going to happen. This was a one. The Heat are going to win that series. I don't. I don't even oh. think that's a hot take. I mean, that's. I I mean I don't know. I I think I would tend to agree because Joe Mazzola is back. Missoula is back coach. Like I I've been on this forever, and that's the part that just drives me crazy about this Bucks thing. Still, is I knew he was a bad coach. I knew that at some point that would, the rubber would meet the road. The fact he did not call a timeout as the Heat are just doing what they're doing to the Boston Celtics was unbelievable. You know, Bob Ryan on Ryan Arcello yesterday was like, Red Auerbach was probably rolling in his grave. And he's right. Like, it was unexcusable, inexcusable. And so, yeah. And I guess to round it out with the Celtics, I don't know if there's any, like, worse headlines. I think we've already got them, right? I mean, the Celtics got there last year. They beat the Bucks to get there. The Celtics are kind of the team out of the East at this point. You have to acknowledge that. And honestly, mm -hmm. and I guess this is another, you know, knock against the Heat and knock against the Bucks. Like whoever wins that series is the team out of the East. It's not the Bucks. The Bucks at this point, whether you like it or not, are an anomaly out of those two out of those two teams. Because they're on the outside they, looking in. Absolutely. Because if the Heat go, this will be their second finals appearance in the last three years. If the Celtics mm -hmm. go, it's back-to-back -back finals appearances. And for the Bucs, they just have one. So, yes, it has been the Bucks heat celtics And that'll be how it'll have to be going forward. And we'll have conversations about next year and being like, right now the Sixers aren't in that party. We can act like they are. They have the talent to be in that party. But they're, they're there. But they aren't they aren't in VIP. They're in the party, but they're 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 just kind of on the outside. You could also say the Cleveland Cavaliers, same conversation. Um, and but yeah, it's the Heat. Heat are there until until they're not. And I, I love of Eric Spolstra, you know, admonishing all these coaches getting fired. It's like, hey, asshole, maybe if you didn't beat the Bucks, we we wouldn't we wouldn't have to be looking for a new coach. Like maybe have you thought of that? Yeah, it is a little surprising how many coaches are getting fired but um, it's ho it's hockey i mean literally basketball has become the nhl in a weird way and i know hockey fans don't like basketball and vice versa but like hockey fires coaches all the time soccer yeah. also is is similar in that in that sense where it's like you don't win you're out and it's it and it's over and you're seeing it in college football a little bit too like we are just such a sensationalist fans where we are like or instant gratification not sensational like we need the instant gratification we need the success right away nobody has any fucking patience anymore and it's it's ridiculous but that's that's just how it goes yeah and, and there is a, a you know a pretty good argument for all the coaches that have been fired i mean yeah you know for for the bucks you lost to miami in the you lost to the eight seed in the first round um i don't care what team it was. I mean, for to have the best record in the league and get bounced in the first round is pretty unacceptable. Phoenix, they've gotten destroyed in, in, in elimination games two years in a row. Yeah, can I um, ask you a quick question on that? Do you think if Mont if they had like lost by five in game six or they lost in game seven, do you think Monty sells a job? 
probably. Yeah, I think so too. So to get to get punked, as people say, yeah. uh, two years in a row at home in a game seven, um, I mean, got to go. Doc yep. Rivers, obviously, yep. you know, um, and Nick Nurse, you know, probably ran Every his course in Toronto. Yeah, everyone hates Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is kind of the young Tibbs. I call them hipster Tibbs. I I think that's a great take. Like I, you know, with Tibbs, everybody gets sick of Tibbs at some point. At some point, Tibbs wears his welcome, and it's pretty clear that you know Tibbs has or Nurse, excuse me, wore wore out his welcome. And now we'll just see what the Bucks do from a coaching search perspective. I am not putting any stock into what Woj says because that guy will take a crumb of news and run with it. Um, he just loves to leak things. Uh, the Bucks haven't really leaked a lot of stuff to Woj in the past. Um, so I'm not really not really that worried. I think the Bucks are going to hire a guy who will not be mentioned by Woj or Shams. Um, you know, there's some Chase Buford hmm. comparison. I, I really don't think so. I mean, the Ty Lue stuff is, you know, yeah, that's on the table too, like, right, where... So you think it's going to be a totally a totally un, un, unforeseen hire? Nick Nurse has not been mentioned, right? I don't know if it'll be Nick Nurse, um, but I, yeah, I, I think it could be somebody just kind of out of the blue and somebody who the Bucks are keeping under under close wraps. Um, and it, and then we'll just sort of see. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, I I expect that the Bucks would make it sooner rather than later. I feel like there's a little bit of added pressure now that the Sixers and Suns are both in the market and they're both mm -hmm. after similar guys. And I think the Bucks, to me, have the best situation out of the three. And I can, I'll get, let you chime in. I think from a overall, like, living perspective, you probably would want to be in Phoenix. But I think overall, like, Bucks, good ownership, star player that plays and gives a shit, and a front office that isn't necessarily like too crazy and will listen to you and you. You'll have a voice, you'll have a seat at the table. It's not just you have to do what the front office says. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're biased, but I, I tend to agree with you that you have probably outside of like the weather, you know, right. um, probably the best situation. I mean, not that Philly is some sort of paradise, but, um, you know, with Phoenix, I think you have a – you have Durant. You have Durant, yeah. Is you know, but he's also thirty-five, and I don't know. Um, Booker's Definitely. a little neurotic. Yeah, I think Matt. I think Matt Ishbia's fucking neurotic. Yeah, um, Matt Ishbia, man, that's the part that I'm like, whew. like, you oh, always taking over full control right now. Um, I'm very thankful. There's a sliding doors where he was he was sniffing around the box. So I mean, mm -hmm. let's just. Let's just kind of be thankful here that we don't have Tom Izzo, run, you know, running Giannis into the ground as is the next Bucks head coach. Well, we got to do something to get the stank of Jimmy Haslam off first before we go. Uh, I'm not worried throwing I'm rocks. Not, I'm not. Yeah, that's true. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that worried about Jimbo. I, if you really want a tinfoil hat, Jimmy Haslam. If you read some of the articles, he was a minority owner for the pit for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, before he was the owner of the Browns. I kind of wonder, or would they try to bring an expansion team to Nashville and try to, you know, put a team there 
as, as you know, the league looks to expand. I know it's always been Vegas and Seattle have been the two name, two team, two cities mentioned. But if you look at it from a logistical standpoint, that doesn't exactly work. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a prelude to an expansion team in Nashville. Yeah. And then with Philly, you have Embiid and and we don't know with Harden, but Embiid's kind of a loser, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he's yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 obviously a fantastic player and dominant and a and a behemoth of a of a human being, but I don't know. I mean, he's never been past the second round. And it's yep. now been five or six years. So yeah, yeah, it's, it it wear it wears on you. Um, it with the fun the funniest outcome of all of this. It, it, what's I guess what's funnier, Tom Izzo being the coach of the Suns, or Mike D'Antoni being the coach of the Sixers. <laughs> Izzo going to the Suns would be. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that'd be <laughs> funny, but it would just be like, it makes no sense. No, no, I mean, because. Izzo is a as a much of a red ass as you could get. Like I could not see that for the life of me working out. And Matt Ishbia would probably pay him, you know. Oh yeah, it an would unlimited be limited blank check. Right, it would be him, hey, come come coach in Phoenix for two years. Yeah, and and then retire. Yep. And you know it makes sense. I mean, I, I could I can certainly you know get there logistically, but. I don't know, like in terms of him being in charge of the, I just, you know, John Beeline made it what a couple months. Yeah. As an NBA yeah. Head coach. Didn't, didn't go, I, I would didn't love, well, obviously didn't, didn't he get in trouble for yeah, using yeah, some, he, some yes, racial, yes, racially yes. insensitive. Uh, yeah. Yes. He meant slugs. Mitch. He meant slugs. Um, yeah. That, yeah. He meant slugs. He said slugs. Yeah. He hasn't coached since, uh, which is crazy. But well, I don't he's think probably he, also 65 years old. Well, he also got a bad, I think he got like a five-year deal from Cleveland. So I think he didn't need to, like, he didn't need to coach. Like he just got a ton of money. He's like, got the bag. I'm, I'm fucking set, man. I can hang out. But yeah, I, I don't know how long that would last. The Dan Tony thing would just be so funny because I really would wonder if Daryl Morey is obsessed with, with James Harden and just, it's like, and why yeah. is he obsessed with James Harden? And then I, the other thing that would like perk my ears up if the D'Antoni thing did happen would be if they're they want to trade Embiid, which would be wild to trade an MVP, and you, it's virtually unheard of. But yeah, I do, I I would not happening. Yeah, probably not. But anyways, other story for another time. We'll see what the Bucks do from a coaching perspective. I don't, I'm not really too worried about anybody. Um, I I think I'm I've started to you know, come to terms with Monty Williams. If it was Monty, I'd hate it still. I, I think it would be just, you're kind of, you're going in place. Like it's sort of a retread and it, it's not necessarily, yeah. you're not really moving the ball forward. Um, But I, I can come to terms with it. I, th- our guy shake had made a pretty good case. I'm like, yeah, he, he didn't get out coach. Cause he only had eight. Chris Paul was hurt. Um, You know, it, it provided a few other examples. So I, I acknowledge that part, but I also just don't I, – I, it doesn't really fire me up. It doesn't really make me think, like, this guy's going to lead yeah. the Bucks to five championships. Right, exactly. It would just be – you know, if you thought you weren't excited if they brought back Bud, I mean, yeah, I feel like it would be a similar thing. Like, well, right. obviously I'd be excited with the new season, but at the same time yeah. it would be like, eh. Right. Chris, know, we'll Chris, Quinn, see. Chris Quinn, on the other hand, 
I I would be I'd be excited even with a first year coach. I think Chris Quinn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if you're if he's the top Eric Spolster guy, if people are like you hear you hear Quinny talk and he sounds exactly like Spolstra, that that got the juices flowing. I think that was a quote from Udonis Haslam. Like that was like all right, boner alert. Like we're we're ready. I I'm okay with a guy bringing you know bringing a little heat culture to the box. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Right, exactly, and I think I, I think I took him in our in our coaching carousel yeah, draft last bet. week, and I, and, and then like the next day or a day or two later, he got, uh, I think he interviewed with the with yep. the Bucks. So yeah, he did. Uh, suddenly, suddenly that went from, you know, pipe dream might be, but pie in the sky, and then to, I don't know, potentially happening. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, I, don't, to... I don't know. I mean, I, I gotta believe a hire is coming soon, within yep. the next week or two. Yeah, you gotta kinda shit out get off the pot. It would be pretty bad it would be a pretty bad look if the Suns or Sixers were able to get a hire before you. Um just given the timeline and how it all how it all played out. Um right. that would not be not be great for optics per se. Might not be even if it wasn't a coach that you necessarily wanted, it would just be it would just kind of be a bad look. Be like, all right, is that does anyone know what they want to do here? Um, because yeah, just look this remember, remember the GM hiring in twenty seventeen. That was a disaster, and yeah. it worked out pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember how mad everyone was with John Morris. Everyone's like, "Buck's got a fucking puppet. This guy's just gonna listen to the owners. No, he's not gonna have any of his own thoughts." Bucks fans are just so. Oh my god! Sometimes just gotta take a break from the internet. As someone who does not take a break from the internet, moving on to another fan, another irrational fan base, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, haven't been too bad. Um, honestly, even though the Brewers haven't really been playing that good of baseball, Brewers face the Tampa Bay Rays starting tonight for a three game series in Tampa. Tampa, not exactly playing great. They didn't have a good like six days in New York. Um, as they, you know, split against the New York Yankees, then they lost two out of three to the Mets. And the bullpen's been a little rough. So maybe the Brewers are catching this Rays team at a great time. That would be. I'd be very hopeful of that. And I think obviously the Brewers and their fans will measure how, how the Brewers do against the best team in baseball. And I guess I asking you, Mitch, what does success look like for you, for you to say, all right, this was a good series for the Brewers. I saw enough where I think they can kind of hang with the big boys of, of the, not only the American league, but of major league baseball. Well, I think winning the series I mean, just as you laid out, um, the Rays have, have been coming back down to earth. I mean, they they probably weren't going to keep a what was it a twenty six and seven pace mm-hmm. or, or whatever they were. It looks like they're what thirty two and thirteen now. Um, yep. So um, coming back down to earth, and maybe are catching them at the right time. And I don't necessarily consider Tampa to be. Uh, a house of horrors or like any type of tough place to play. Um, I guess the batter's eye there is you hear all the stories about from Willie Adamas about how he could actually see the ball when he came to Milwaukee. And that's why he's been a better offensive player. Uh, so that kind of scares you. But I, I mean, I guess competitive games and, you know, um, maybe sneak out of there with with a series victory. Um, I feel like the Brewers have, done well against against decent teams so far this year um but 
yeah, I mean, just keep it close. Don't lose eighteen to one in a game. Not that that really, you know. I, I heard a I heard a good spin from uh, Craig Kishan <laughs> uh, after the game on Tuesday about the the Cardinals game eighteen to one. That right. You know, really, it was you know, it was only six nothing. You know, to, it was like, a, yeah, Freddie, we didn't have a great start, but then you know, the wheels kind of. And really, it was this, and it yeah. was just like, well, they got pounded. But Craig, um, no one, no one carries the water quite like Craig Kishon. Craig Kishon knows where his bread is buttered. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Gus Marlin, not a big leaguer. They DFA'd him. Like, yeah, it, and then everyone's like, oh, the Cardinals, they have this crazy run differential. I'm like, all right, man. Like, you got to at least get up to five. I mean, I did a segment yesterday about, like, are they going to pull Miami Heat where all of a sudden it's August 15th and we're like, all right, the Cardinals are two games back and they're lurking. And I think we all expect it, right? Uh, But I I think for me, for this series, it's, yeah, it's not only win the series, but it's also look competitive in in every game you play. It's kind of that point of, like, don't get blown out 18 to 1. You lose – Four to three because Randy Rosarena gets a single off of Strzelecki and scores a scores a uh, a run in the in the eighth inning. Okay, that's right. not that's not a big deal. Like it sucks, but it's one game out of one sixty two, and the NL Central, as we talked about last week, is dog shit. So it's not it's not going to be that big of a deal. But if you get completely outclassed, like you're facing Shane McCallahan. Uh, tonight, McClanahan. I don't know how to pronounce. It. Long McClanahan. McClanahan. There we go. And unbelievable. Not only an unbelievable pitcher, but an unbelievable left-handed pitcher. Like if they, if he pitches like a perfect game tonight or no hitter, like that, that would be really bad for me. Like that to me sets a lot of things back. And and yeah, it's Adrian Hauser on the other side, and Adrian Hauser against that Tampa lineup. It's like hold on for fucking dear life. Yeah, but I was going to say. Adrian Hauser is probably going to give up four runs in the first inning. Yeah, but again, it's just a matter of trying to be trying to be competitive, look like you belong, um, and yeah, at least win one. If you could win two, man, that's great. Like it, if you could win tonight and steal this one tonight in a game, you're probably going to be minus two hundred, minus two fifty. So you'll be a big underdog tonight, and you can try to win that game. Like that would be a massive one to get. Because then I, I wouldn't go as far to say, oh, it's house money the rest of the weekend. But it's at least like you have that, okay, we got one. Can we get two? They don't know right, who against, they're pitching. Against against their ace, too. Right. And you have Zach Eflin on the mound, um, who's been good so far this year. Um, on Saturday, Brewers have decided, I would imagine, that's going to be Jansen Junk up from the minor leagues. And then the then you have Freddie Peralta, and they don't know who they're pitching the Rays. On on Sunday, I would get. I would guess the Rays would go with one of their patent bullpen starts, but again, their their bullpen has been shaky at best. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, two yeah. two out of two out of three would be would be the goal. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as how you know Hauser, I terrified of when he when he pitches, and the Brewers' offense is in no position to. Uh, come out of a, a, a significant hole early at this point. No, no. Uh, it, the offense has been uh, treading water, let's say, <laughs> lately. Yeah. It's, it's it, it not... didn't really, it didn't really uh, explode at any point in the uh, St. Louis series. No, so. I mean, 
right now for to look at the splits last 15 days for the Brewers, they have the an overall OPS of 24th in Major League Baseball. They're hitting 241. Um, they're not they're not really homering a lot either. Like not that you need to be a long ball team, but it hasn't really. I guess they have 18 home runs. They're 10th in home runs, but yeah, the average is is pretty porous at 241 overall. There, yeah, that's that's not great. Um, so yeah, it's we'll see. You know, the Brewers are gonna have to have to find a way to get out to early leads and then hold on for dear life. And this Rays team keeps coming at you. It, it's never, never over. And there are a few teams like that in baseball where you just cannot, cannot go to sleep. Uh, you know, you look at what what's happening in the lone baseball game going on right now. The Cardinals had a nine, two lead against the Dodgers and it's nine, eight because the Dodgers just do not stop. And that's the same thing with the Reyes. You're going to have a six run lead, but got to close that door and can't, can't let up. You got to, the other thing too, like to kind of put a bow on it, like just don't be an asshole. Don't like Willie Adamas sometimes just forgets how to play defense. There's been some bad miscommunication with him and Terang recently. Like that type of shit will absolutely cost you in this series. So don't do any of that. And I understand sometimes mistakes happen, but man, that's the type of stuff that you'd like to avoid. And maybe it's because you have a young team like the Weimer knuckler on Tuesday night that I definitely yeah. thought would have cost the Brewers the game. Like, yeah, right. It's like, yeah. And that was what, that, two outs in the ninth or something? And it yeah. wasn't Contreras, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a piss rocket right at, yeah, right at it. Yeah. And he had and no idea what to do with it. And I've never seen you, – you'd see that like in a Little League game. Right. Yeah, he got that completely – That was bad. Completely tied up, but I, I think that's just kind of the embracing having a young team and knowing like you're going to have these moments where the youth shows. And I think it's a good like pregame to what we have with Green Bay Packers this season. And as we transition to our final topic of, of the day, you know, Green Bay is getting ready to kind of get the season going. Uh, all the assistant coaches met with the media this week. And there was a lot of interesting things said um, in the in those sessions. Not surprising. I think mean, you know all these guys. You know they don't always get to talk, and but there were a lot of nuggets. And I, you know, kind of just want to run through all the nuggets, and then Mitch, you can chime in with what you kind of thought was the most important nugget out of the out of it. But they were as following: the playbook is wide open for Jordan Love. Joe Barry knows that there he's under pressure. Uh, no fucking shit, Joe. Um, just a little editorial there. Of course, you are under pressure. They expect Devontae Wyatt to make a, a leap. Uh, also, editorial note, I don't know why Devontae Wyatt was making a leap earlier. He's like 25 years old. Like, how long right. did we fucking need here? Uh, Darnell Savage needs to play with confidence. Needs to get a swagger about him. Uh, Quay Walker as a pass rusher. It also sounds, I didn't add this uh, to when we were kind of doing our pre-prod, but Samari Torrey seems like everyone's really excited about the potential of Samari Torrey and that there might be an open competition with the right, t- right guard and center position. So a lot of stuff there, man. Like, and, and I appreciate the Packers at least, you know, this can be a little red China, a little, you know, dodgy kind of giving us, giving us a beat. And, and what do you think? So like the, the meatiest of those, uh, of those things talked about. Well, Joe Barry, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, because 
you know, him acknowledging it, it's he's he's a little surly, I think, um, mm-hmm. for this time of year, isn't he? Uh, I think he anytime a coach or a player responds to a question with a question, you know that it's uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they're not they're not feeling it, let's just say. And uh, I think that happened this week with Joe Barry. I think he was asked, um, are the expectations higher because you have so many first round picks? And I think he said something <laughs> like, uh, you know, if so many first round picks on defense, and I think he said something like, would it be different if we had all seventh round picks on, on, you know, which is kind of a smart question to ask, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, that, uh, that, that leads you to believe that he's, he's feeling it. And, you know, I mean, it's about time, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I wonder what was said behind closed doors after, after that season. Yeah. Um, it's clear. It's clear. Between him, LaFleur, yeah. Goody, Mark Murphy, whoever you want to pick. Ball, uh, the, yeah. red, and the janitor, the janitor, you know, up, up in the front office, Murph. They must've told um, him his ass is in the jackpot because. Oh yeah. Um, yeah beat me to it. Know, that was, I was, was going to use that line. You beat right. me to it. It's so true. Yeah. Because you know, this, I feel like he should not be doing that in May. I mean, we got no. a long way to go, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I guess it's, it's, you know, it's a time of year where everything's, everybody's great, right? Every, everybody's putting in the work and, right. um, I mean, maybe not quite yet, but you know, we're, you know, as, as the, right. as players are trickling back in, you know, they all look right. great and everybody, you know, nobody's overweight and, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, hopefully you not. Know, it's, right. it's not September, but for, for the, for the early going, um, Joe Barry should not be this pissed and, you know, maybe, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, I do. I do worry. I, I hope. I guess the only worry I have with this all is that he doesn't try to do too much, right? Like he just what do what happened, what you did in December. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, try to try to add some new things. Try to be less predictable. I think that that was one of the fatal flaws of this defense was you knew who was rushing the passer, who wasn't rushing the passer, and you knew you knew kind of knew what packages or what Packers telegraphed a lot of shit last year. So I, I hope that that, you know, changes. I hope that there is, you know, a little bit more, you know, creativity, but I also hope Joe Barry doesn't get it so wound up and like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. Like sometimes not to speak of experience, but when you think like you're, you're in the jackpot, like you try too hard and then you lose sight of like just doing the fundamentals. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but you're right. I mean, He's certainly feeling it, and maybe it's maybe to maybe to like add on to your like what happened after the season. Maybe it was before the right as the draft happened. Like Luke Van Ness gets picked, and they're like, "Hey, big boy, this is another first round draft pick. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go here. Like, we gotta have some ideas. We gotta try some new things. Learn from you know some of the great defenses that are out there right now, and try to see if you can pick some stuff out. You know, talk." Bend an ear of a guy who's worked on the Bengals staff with Lou Amarello. You know, look at what Sala has done. Uh, look at, you know, can Greg Williams, who's the new cornerbacks uh, coach, can he bring anything from, you know, p- past jobs that, you know, he he has experience in, whatever it may be. But, yeah, I, Joe Barry's definitely feeling it. I think for me, I was going to do – I was going to look at, you know, Quay Walker as a pass rusher I think is, is really interesting. Also, like the idea of Quay Walker 
just being like he, Kurt Ovalardi, the linebackers coach, was like, yeah, we talked to him about the ejections. We talked about playing within himself. Like, I don't really make that big of a deal of the ejections. Now, the crusty white guy Packer fan will, right? They'll be like, well, I saw it the Packer way, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the shit that Jermichael Finley would hear. That's frankly, like, let's just be honest, racist, right? A little mm-hmm. bit. And the fact is, is like, he's a young guy. All right. Well, like he, I mean, those those were pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Especially no, with... no, 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 no. He was a shithead. Like, I'm not I'm not denying that he's he's not a he's not a shithead. I'm not I'm not like J.J. Reddick on first take defending John, John Rant for wielding a gun. Um, That's not what I'm doing. I promise you. What I'm doing is just saying, like, he we should have some grace to be like he can learn from his mistakes. That's all I'm saying. Right. He does it again. Yeah. Then yeah, it's this it's what we're talking about with John Moran. I realize it's a wild comparison, but I think that's what you're alluding to is like, all right, let's be honest here. Like those were those were shithead plays, and they were. Yeah. Well, he he did do it twice. Uh, yeah, that's year, that. so. Yeah, right. And but I'm, in, I'm not saying that you know what is he? He's he's a young guy. I mean, yeah, he's like 21. You know, clearly he doesn't like when people get within a few feet of him. <laughs> right it's like you just gotta like i don't know maybe in training camp you have to like do that to him like crowd his space a little bit get him get him flustered see how he reacts and then you know you if he fucks up again then it's like yeah you have him running suicides until until he can't yeah so which uh, but, he won't be able to because it's in his contract that he that he's not, <laughs> not allowed to or he's the, not supposed to the only other thing i'd add about the other ones that were discussed uh the whole like playbooks wide open for Jordan Love, that's kind of like no shit. Like I, I don't know why I saw that headline and I was like, well, I hope yeah. he's been there forever. Like yeah. why, why wouldn't it be? It's not like he's he's getting a new coordinator or something. Well, he, I guess you know might technically have a new coordinator, but it's it's still the same system. Right. Exactly. Nothing. Nothing's changed. Like it's it should be exactly the same. And then the. Other part, the other offensive one is the Samari Torre. Like nothing do I love more as a fan than to get myself excited for a guy like Samari Torre. Like that is that's so up my fucking alley to just like jump on a bandwagon like that. Like the, you know the fifth receiver. Yeah, that's I mean so much so true. Like I but I, but again I've been I've been good at this. I told you Peter Strzelak you'd be the eighth inning guy for the Brewers in in March and look where we are now. Mm-hmm. It's classic so. Packer fan though to be you know cling to a, a third stringer i mean jeff janice syndrome usually he's white but tomorrow tory not so right. it's a little little different but yeah i i don't know if i would put him at that level but yeah it's i also think like the packer media gets so like deep into it where then they get everybody else excited and more of the independent media not like the Schneidmans and Wildies of the world and stuff like that, but where they get so excited about the, these guys that then it's like it builds this you know groundswell of oh why'd you get rid of him and, and everything like that. I feel like that was part of the Kumaro, the Janice mm-hmm. stuff was you know the the blog boys sort of just going over the top about those dudes instead of like being like all right we're sure like these guys are productive football players and Packers were right in both situations like Kumaro and Janice are out of the league. Janice is like a mechanic and Kumaro is I don't know uh he, I, he might be with Buffalo but he's you know little did we know that Kumaro release was the beginning of the end for the yeah. Rodgers era 
Yeah, it's like it's the 30 for 30. What if I were to tell you that a, a wide receiver that looked like Jesus uh, was the beginning of the end? This is the era, the end of Aaron Rodgers. Right. And you had the, the piano, whole thing. Uh, you know, Rodgers fans was, are, are that sad. That was the, the first last draw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it will, it'll be interesting. I think getting, it'll be kind of annoying too. Like we got, we got to kind of stop doing, and this is probably a topic for us in a couple of weeks, but the whole like, Oh, must be nice. It's nice. Oh, Jordan Love at OTAs. Oh, we haven't seen that. Like, yeah, of course. Like what? Like, yeah, we know. We get it. It's you, you, that horse is fucking dead and buried in the ground. There's no need to beat it up even more. Like we, we get it. It's yeah, it's different. It's there. Jordan Love should be at OTAs. It's his first year being a quarterback. Of course he's there. Like, it's, you know, there's no need to, like, admonish the past and be like, oh, look, it's it's brand new, and look at this. But that's just – I think that's just how we are in life, right? We, you get something new and we want to show it off or we want to talk about how, like, we were hurt in the past, but now now it's suddenly better. Right. Yeah, it's it's good to see, though, for sure. And oh, yeah, it'll um, be – it'll be it's a breath of fresh air. It'll be refreshing for sure, no doubt. Um, and yeah, and I, I think also I, I will say this and to have, a, have an ego to have an egoless quarterback will be will be fantastic. Yeah. For now. Yeah, until he like lights it up and it's ten and two, and then all of a sudden, you know, he dumps <laughs> his girlfriend, he has an Instagram girlfriend, and it's you know, it's on. It's dating Kendall yeah. Jenner. And she's in she's in the Lambo box by, you know, week fifteen. And yeah, it's on. No chance she's coming to Green Bay in December. No, God, no, no. If no, at all, that's that's yeah, that's never, it's never happened. And Jordan Love has a girlfriend, so I probably shouldn't shouldn't talk that way. But you know, things happen. Uh, uh, and that's more of a second contract relationship, probably. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's more of the low level Instagram gals that that would be your first contract. Like, like do you think? Do you think Ben Simmons and Devin Booker got a Kardashian? family member uh on their rookie contracts no fuck no yeah no you're right you're right a bad take by me um so it's yeah it's, <laughs> it's just true yeah he'll get like some you know yeah some girl who's like a midwestern or whatever yeah no he'll, he'll if that does happen but no i i think jordan love yes the eagle quarterback will be will be refreshing um i think everybody will like it I also do think, like, and I, I know people overrate this shit all the time, but I do think there is a legitimate chip on this Packer team's shoulder. Like, I think they are legit, like, kind of, and I, I think they respect him, but in a sense, like, fuck Aaron Rodgers. Like, we're going to do this without him, and we're going to show you guys how good we are. Like, Aaron Jones talked about it last week. That Aaron Jones was at like some community event today, and a kid told him they weren't very good. And Aaron Jones basically was like, "You got to have some respect." And can you play in the pros? And like bit right back at this kid. Like we're not putting up with any fucking shit. You know these little kids. Like if, if little kids telling him he's not good and he's he's not taking that in May, like look out, man. We're we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so. they're 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 fired up. And also fuck that kid. Like you know, come on. Like just because your dad, your drunk dad says that, doesn't mean you got to say that to Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Jones is a fucking saint. 
Yeah, he donated bikes. Like the the whole thing, the story was like he was at this thing. This kid, like I didn't read the whole story. I just saw a headline from Laurie Nickel, but it was like he donated a bunch of bikes to these this kid. And then you have yeah. this little shithead talking about how he's not very good. Like screw off, you zoomer. Like get out of here. <laughs> not even a zoomer. Yeah. I think he's another generation. But yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I get kids will be kids, but like come on, like just. Think think a little bit, but that right. that'll that'll always be that'll always be a story for him. That kid will be like, "Hey, yeah, I told Aaron Jones he wasn't good once, and then he went on to win MVP." I'm kidding. Um, some fucking some some kid like Mur- a young Murph. Oh yeah, that would be a Murph comment. Murph would definitely do that to to a former Packer. I'm trying to think who he would have done that to. Hey, uh, hey, you suck! <laughs> you suck! And then yeah, exactly. Ten years later, told so and so. He's gonna the fists are gonna be clenched when he's listening to this pod on a bus in Italy. Like he's gonna be so upset. He's gonna be just mad with us. God, if he's listening to us in Italy, that's that's bad. He really fucking misses us. Like he, you know, if he wants to send PJ to get us get us there, we we can. We'll we'll get out there. Whatever. Screw it. Yeah. I don't even know if you have a passport. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. That's a problem. It's a little, a little bit of a barrier, but we'll figure it out. Um, exactly. I can't, I can't imagine all the celebrities that go on the private jets have passports. No. And it's only illegal unless you get caught. If, if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you land, I mean, I'm sure they probably check that shit right away. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, what I, what I've seen out of Texas is it's pretty easy to smuggle people into countries. It doesn't seem that hard. Um, yeah. it seems like anybody can do it, but we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. We better. Oh man. It, you know, it always ends up off the rails. Do you have a uh, hockey prediction real quick? I turned on the hockey game, uh, uh, as my YouTube TV was not working. Do you have a hockey? What do you think the Stanley cup final will be? Huh? Uh, I'll say Florida and Dallas. Okay. I could I I think that that sounds right to me. Um man, Gary Batman just just will be hot if that's if that is the case. I'll also leave the people with this because you and I have done this this topic before. We gotta have the um which I will probably have either on Monday or Tuesday, depending on what 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 transpires this weekend. The Milwaukee is not getting an NHL team. Stop uh, conversation. Yeah. So going to need to fire that one back up because people are idiots and they just don't, they don't understand. It's cool in theory, but I'm telling you. Well, that's what I was going to say about your Nashville NBA thing. Yeah. They already have a hockey team. It's, it's really hard to have both. No, I'm not, I'm just, just saying, I don't know that I'll, I will do some research on that and look at their media market, but it's, it's all about media market, man. Like if you have the media market, like you can carry it. Like that's the you know, or the I don't think Nashville's not it, not any bigger than Milwaukee. I don't think. Oh, uh, now you're gonna have me looking. But at it's me. but it's much more of a much more of a touristy. Yeah, that's that's part place. of it. That's part of it. Everybody so, fucking goes to Nashville. Right. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, you're, I mean, no, you're right. It's tw- they're 29th, which is right where 27th. Where was I think that's right where milwaukee is yeah they're they are 27th milwaukee is 38th right so it is a little bigger but the thing that cracks me up though is vegas is 40th and vegas is gonna have four fucking teams 
and it's all because of tourists. Well, Vegas is growing though. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, people. It's 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 going to be Phoenix in fifty years, probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, Andrew, if you put like, there's literally going to be baseball on the strip. Like, it's going to be crazy, and Asturi Ruiz is going to you know live his best life. I will tell you, baseball is probably the one sport where it'll it'll be great for like fans, but for players, Vegas is going to cause a lot of problems for baseball players. So you can show up drunk to that that you know game a lot there's a lot of stories about those guys just getting ripped and then going out and playing the next day like it's pretty it was pretty commonplace i don't think it is as much anymore but it was it back in the day like that was pretty easy to do and with vegas that that temptation will definitely be there yeah so, well hockey players right. have, have survived and they're even bigger degenerates than they they have ever imagine they have but i'm sure Sure, there's a, a home field advantage to that, at least the, the first time you come there. So, and, you know, right. hopefully it'll be profitable for those who take advantage. All right. That does it for today. Uh, we will be back next week. Maybe we'll have a new Bucks coach. Maybe we'll have other other fun things to uh, to discuss. But uh, we'll, be, we'll be back to sell. Everybody have a good weekend, and uh, we'll be back with you Monday. Peace. See ya.